0: You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. are now entering the Sapphire Planet. Now in the Sapphire Planet, Sir Edmund Percival Hillary, born July twentieth, nineteen nineteen, died January eleventh, two thousand and eight was a New Zealand mountaineer, explorer, and a ph- philanthropist. On May 29, 1953, Hillary and Napalese Sherpa mountaineer, Tenzing Norgay, became the first climbers confirmed to have reached the summit of Mount Everest. They were part of the ninth British expedition to Everest led by John Hunt. Time Magazine named Hillary one of the 100 most influential people of the 20th century. Hillary became interested in mountaineering while in secondary school. He made his first major climb in 1939, reaching the summit of Mount Oliver. He served in the Royal New Zealand Air Force as a navigator during World War II. Prior to the 1953 Everest Expedition, Hillary had been part of the British Reconnaissance Expedition to the mountain in 1951, as well as an unsuccessful attempt to climb Cho Oyu in 1952. As part of the Commonwealth Transatlantic Expedition, He reached the South Pole overland in 1958. He subsequently reached the North Pole, making him the first person to reach both poles and summit Everest. Not bad. Following his ascent of Everest, Hillary devoted most of his life to helping the Sherpa people of Nepal through his Himalayan trust, which he founded. Through his efforts, many schools and hospitals were built in Nepal. Hillary was born to Percival, Augustus, and Gertrude Hillary in Auckland, New Zealand, in July 20, 1990. His family moved to Taku, south of Auckland, in 1920. After his father, who served in Gallipoli, in the 5th North Auckland Regiment, was allocated land there. Hillary's grandparents were early settlers in northern Waiaroa in the mid-19th century, having emigrated from Yorkshire, England. Hillary was educated at Takua Primary School and then Auckland Grammar School. When he finished primary school two years early, and at high school achieved average marks. Hillary was initially smaller than his peers and was very shy, so he took refuge in his books and daydreams of life filled with adventure. His daily train journey to and from high school was over two hours each way, during which he regularly used the time to read. He gained confidence after he learned to box at 16, his interest in climbing was sparked during a school trip at Mount Rahope. Though gangly at 6'5 and uncoordinated, he found that he was physically strong and had greater endurance than many of his camping companions. He studied mathematics and science at Auckland University College and in 1939 completed his first major climb reaching the summit of Mount Oliver near Aoraki Mount Cook, in the Southern Alps. With his brother Rex, Hillary became a beekeeper, a summer occupation that allowed him to pursue climbing in the winter. He joined the Radiant Living Tramping Club, where a holistic, healthy philosophy developed by the health advocate, Herbert Sutcliffe was taught. Hillary developed his love for the outdoors on tours with the club through the Watageri Ranges. His interest in beekeeping later led Hillary to commission Michael Ernton to cast golden sculpture in the shape of a honeycomb, in imitation of Daedalus lost wax process. This was placed in Hillary's New Zealand garden, where his bees took it over as a hive and filled it with honey and their young. Upon the outbreak of World War II, Hillary applied to join the Royal New Zealand Air Force, but withdrew the application before it was considered because he was harassed by his religious consciousness In 1943, the Japanese threat in the Pacific and the arrival of conscription finally undermined his pacifist inclination. Hillary joined the Royal New Zealand Air Force as a navigator serving in the number six squadron and then the number five squadron on Catalina flying boats. In 1945, he was sent to Fiji and to the Solomon Islands, where he was badly burnt in a boat accident and repatriated to New Zealand. On January 30, 1948, Harry Ayers, along with Mick Sullivan, led Hillary and Ruth Adams up the south ridge of Oroki Mount Cook, New Zealand's highest peak. In 1951, Hillary was part of the British Reconnaissance Expedition to Everest, led by Eric Shipton, before joining the successful British attempt in 1953. In 1952, Hillary and George Lowe were part of the British team led by Eric Shipton that attempted Cho Yu. After that attempt failed due to the lack of a route from the Nepal side, Hillary and Lowe crossed the Nupla into Tibet and reached the old camp too on the northern side where all the pre-war expeditions camped. The 1953 British Mount Everest expedition was the ninth mountaineering expedition to attempt the first ascent of Mount Everest and the first confirmed to have succeeded when Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norgay reached the summit on Friday, May 29, 1953. Led by Colonel John Hunt, it was organized and financed by the Joint Himalayan Committee. News of the expedition's success reached London in time to be released on the morning of Queen Elizabeth II's coronation. Colonel John Hunt, a British Army colonel, was serving on the staff at Supreme Headquarters, Allied Powers, Europe, when, to his surprise, he was invited by the Joint Himalaya Committee of the Alpine Club and the Royal Geographical Society to lead the British Everest Expedition of 1953. Eric Shipton had been widely expected to be the leader, because he had led the Mount Everest reconnaissance expedition from Nepal in 1951, as well as the unsuccessful British attempt on Choioi Oyu in 1952, from which expedition most of the climbers selected had been drawn. However, the committee had decided that Hunt's experience of military leadership, together with his credentials as a climber, would provide the best prospect of success. The British felt under particular pressure as the French had received permission to mount a similar expedition in 1954 and the Swiss another in 1955, meaning that the British would not have another chance at Everest until 1956 or later. As Shipton wrote in a statement of his position presented to the committee on July 28, 1952, my well-known dislike of large expeditions and my abhorrence of competitive element in mountaineering might as well seem out of place in this present situation. This statement, according to George Band, sealed Shipton's fate. Several members of the British expedition had a strong loyalty to Shipton and were unhappy that he had been replaced. Charles Evans, for instance, stated, it was said that Shipton lacked the killer instinct, not a bad thing to lack in my view. Edmund Hillary was among those most opposed to the change, but he was won over by Hunt's personality and by his admission that the change had been badly handled. George Ban recalls committee member Larry Kerwan, the director secretary of the Royal Geographical Society, saying that they had made the right decision, but in the worst possible way. Hunt later wrote that the Joint Himalayan Committee had found the task of raising funds for the expedition challenging. One of the principal tasks of the Joint Himalaya Committee, in addition to those of conceiving the idea of an Everest expedition, seeking political sanction, deciding manners of policy and preparation, is to finance it. Only those who have had this care can fully appreciate the work and anxiety of raising very substantial funds for an enterprise of this nature colored as it inevitably is in the mind of the public by a succession of failures, with no financial security other than the pockets of the committee members themselves. The party departed from Nepal from Tilbury, Essex, England, aboard the SS Stratton bound for Bombay on February 12th. Tom Bordelin, Dr. Griff Puge, and Hunt, who was ill with an antrium infection, Evans and Alfred Gregory had flown on ahead to Kathmandu on February 20th as the advance party. Hillary and Lowe approached Nepal from New Zealand, Lowe by sea and Hillary by air, as his bees were in a busy state at that time of year. Although the sea passage was cheaper, Hunt stated that the main reason for choosing it over an air journey was the further chance which life in a ship could provide us to settle down as a team in ideal conditions, accompanied by no discomfort, urgency, or stress. In Kathmandu, the party was looked after by the British ambassador Christopher Summerhays, who arranged rooms with embassy staff, there being no hotels in Kathmandu at the time. In early March, 20 Sherpas who had been chosen by the Himalayan club arrived to Kathmandu to help carry loads to the western and southern call. They were led by their Siddar Tenzing Norgay, who was attempting Everest for the sixth time and was, according to Band, the best-known Sherpa climber and mountaineer of world standing. Although Tenzing was offered a bed in the embassy, the remaining Sherpas were expected to sleep on the floor of the embassy garage. They urinated in front of the embassy the following day in protest at the lack of respect they had been shown. The first party, together with 150 porters, left Kathmandu for Mount Everest on March 10th, followed by the second party and 200 porters on March 11th. They reached Thangbachi on 26th and 27th of March, respectively, and between March 26th and April 17th, engaged in altitude acclimatization. The Icefall Party reached base camp at 17,900 feet on April 12, 1953. A few days were then taken up as planned in establishing a route through the Kumbai Icefall. And once this had been opened, teams of Sherpas moved tons of supplies up to the base. A series of advanced camps were created slowly reaching higher up the mountain. Camp two at 19,400 feet was established by Hillary, Band and Lowe on April 15th. Camp three at the head of the icefall, at 20,200 feet on April 22nd. And camp four by Hunt, Bordillon and Evans on May 1st. These three made a preliminary reconnaissance of the Lhotse Face on May 2nd, and Camp 5 at 22,000 feet was established on May 3rd. On May 4th, Bordelin and Evans, supported by Ward and Wiley, reached Camp 6 at 23,000 feet on the Lhotse Face, and just under a fortnight later, on May 17th, Wilfred Noyce and Lowe established Camp Seven at twenty-four thousand feet. By May twenty first, Noyce and the Sherpa Anula, the younger brother of Da Tazing, had reached the southern call just under twenty-six thousand feet. The first of two climbing pairs previously selected by Hunt, Tom Bordion and Charles Evans set out for the summit on May 26 using closed-circuit oxygen and successfully achieved the first ascent of 28,700-foot south summit, coming within 300 feet of the final summit. Wow. They were forced to turn back after becoming exhausted, defeated by oxygen equipment problems and lack of time. On May 27th, the expedition made its second and final assault on the summit with a second climbing pair, the New Zealander Edmund Hillary and Sherpa Tenzing Norgay from Nepal. Norgay had previously ascended to a record high point on Everest as a member of the Swiss expedition of 1952. Snow and wind held the pair up at the south call for two days. They set out on May 28th with a support trio of Lo, Alfred Gregory, and Ang Nimya. The two pitched a tent at 27,900 feet on May 28th, while their support group returned down the mountain. The following morning, Hillary discovered that his boots had been frozen solid outside the tent. He spent two hours warming them before he and Tenzing, wearing 30 pounds, packs, attempted the final ascent. The crucial move of the last part of the ascent was the 40-foot rock face, later named the Hillary Step. Hillary saw a means to wedge his way up a crack in the face between the rock wall and the ice and Tenzing followed. From there the following effort was relatively simple. Hillary reported that both men reached the summit at the same time, but in the dream comes true, Tenzing said that Hillary had taken the first step atop Mount Everest. They reached Everest's 29,028-foot summit, the highest point on Earth at 11.30 a.m. As Hillary put it, a few more whacks of the ice axe in the firm snow, and we stood on top. They spent only about 15 minutes at the summit. Hillary took the famous photo of Tenzing posing with his ice axe, but Hillary's ascent went unrecorded. BBC News attribute this to Tenzing having never used a camera, but according to Tenzing's autobiography, Man of Everest, when Tenzing offered to take Hillary's photograph, Hillary declined. I motioned to Hillary that I would now take his picture, but for some reason he shook his head. He did not want it, Tenzing wrote. Tenzing left chocolates in the snow as an offering, and Hillary left a cross that he was been given by John Hunt. Additional photos were taken looking down the mountain to confirm that they had made it to the top and the ascent was not faked. The two had, taken to, had to take care of the descent after discovering that drifting snow had covered their tracks complicating the task of retracing their steps. The first person they met was Lowe, who had climbed up to bring them some hot soup. On returning from the summit, Hillary's first words to George Lowe were, well, George, we knocked the bastard off. James Morris, the correspondent on the spot of the Times newspaper, heard the news at base camp on May 30th and sent a coded message by Runner to Namchi Bazaar, where a wireless transmitter was used to forward it as a telegram to the British Embassy in Kathmandu. The conquest of Everest was probably the last major news item to be delivered to the world by a runner. Morris's encoded message to his paper read, snow conditions bad, stop. Advance base abandoned yesterday, stop. Awaiting Improvement. Snow condition bad was the agreed code to signify that the summit had been reached, while advanced base abandoned referred to Hillary. Evans' phrase was, Ridge camp unattainable, and West was, Assault postponed. This was received and understood in London in time for the news to be released, by coincidence, on the morning of Queen Elizabeth II's coronation on June 2nd. Returning to Kathmandu a few days later, the expedition learned that Hillary had already been appointed a Knight Commander of the Order of the British Empire and hunt a Knight Bachelor for their efforts. On June 22nd, the government of Nepal gave a reception for the members of the expedition at which the senior queen of the country presented Tenzing with a purse of 10,000 rupees, which was then about 500 sterling. Hillary and Hunt were given kukris in jeweled sheaths, while the other members received jeweled caskets. The same day, the government of India announced the creation of a new gold medal, an award for civilian gallantry modeled on the George Medal of which Hunt, Hillary, and Tenzing would be the first recipients. On June 7th, it was announced that Queen Elizabeth II wished to recognize the achievements of Tenzing, and on July 1st, 10 Downing Street announced that the following consultation with the governments of India and Nepal, the Queen had approved the award of the George Medal to him. Some commentators have seen this lesser honor as a reflection of the petty bigotry of the British establishment of the time, although it has been suggested that the Indian Prime Minister Jawaharlal Nehru refused permission for Norgay to be knighted. Hunt received his knighthood on July 1953 on his return to London. Further honors continued to descend on the members of the expedition. The Hubbard Medal of the National Geographic Society, which had never before been awarded on a team basis. Although individual medals were struck in bronze for Hunt, Hillary, and Tenzing, the Column Geographical Medal of American Geographical Society, the Founders Medal of the Royal Geographical Society, the Lawrence Medal of the Royal Central Asian Society, and honorary degrees from the University of Aberdeen, Durham, and London. In the New Year's honors list of 1954, George Lowe was appointed a commander of the Order of the British Empire for his membership in the expedition. The expedition's cameraman, Tom Stobart, produced a film called The Conquest of Everest, which appeared later in 1953. Although Hillary and Tenzing represented their triumph as belonging to a team effort, by the whole of the expedition, there was intense speculation as to which of the two men had actually been first to set foot on the summit of Everest. In Kathmandu, a large banner depicted Tenzing's pulling a semi-conscious Hillary to the summit. Tenzing eventually ended the speculation by revealing that Hillary had been the first to summit. After this, Hillary himself wrote that the following is ascent of the 40-foot Hillary step lying just below the summit. I continued on, cutting steadily and surmounting bump after bump and cornice after cornice, looking eagerly for the summit. It seemed impossible to pick it and time was running out. Finally, I cut around the back of an extra large lump, and then on a tight rope from Tenzing, I climbed up over a gentle snow ridge to its top. Immediately, it was obvious that we had reached our objective. It was 11.30 a.m., and we were on top of Everest. Shipton commented on successful ascent. Thank goodness, now we can get on with some, some proper climbing. Hillary climbed 10 other peaks in the Himalayas on further visits in 1956, 6061, and 6365. He also reached the South Pole as part of the Commonwealth Trans-Antarctic Expedition, for which he led the New Zealand section on January 4, 1958. His party was the first to reach the pole over land since Amundsen in 1911 and Scott in 1912, and the first ever to do so using motor vehicles. Hillary narrowly missed becoming a victim in a TWA Flight 266 from the American Midwest in the 1960 New York air disaster. Having been late for his flight, he missed the plane. In the summer of 1962, he was a guest on the television show What's My Line? The panelists were blindfolded for his appearance. He stumped the panel comprising of Dorothy Kilgallen, guest panelist Merv Griffin, Arlene Francis, and Bennett Cerf. In 1977, he led a jet boat expedition titled ocean to sky, from the mouth of the Ganges River to its source. Between 1977 and 1979, Hillary commented aboard several Antarctic sightseeing flights operated by Air New Zealand. He was scheduled to commemorate on November 28, 1979, Air New Zealand Flight 901 but had to pull out due to work commitments in the United States, and was replaced by his close friend, Peter Mulgrew. Sadly, the aircraft crashed into Mount Airbus in Antarctica, killing all 257 on board. Hillary later married Mulgrew's widow. In 1985, he accompanied Neil Armstrong in a small, twin-engine ski plane over the Arctic Ocean and landed at the North Pole. Hillary thus became the first man to stand at both poles and on the summit of Everest. Hillary was highly critical of a decision not to rescue David Sharp an Everest climber who died on the mountain in 2006, saying that leaving other climbers to die is unacceptable and the desire to get to the summit has become all-important. He also said, I think the whole attitude towards climbing Mount Everest has become rather horrifying. The people just want to get to the top. It was wrong if there was a man-suffering altitude problems and was huddled under a rock just to lift your hat and say good morning and pass on by. He also told the New Zealand Herald that he was horrified by the callous attitude of today's climbers. They don't give a damn for anybody else who may be in distress, and it doesn't impress me at all that they leave someone lying under a rock to die, and that I think that their priority was to get to the top and the welfare of a member of an expedition was very secondary. Australian Mountaineer Adam Durang in turn considered Hillary's criticism of expedition leader Russell Bryce and his team as too harsh. Mark Ingalls, while maintaining that he remained on good terms with Hillary after the incident, noted that Sharp was almost frozen solid and effectively dead when the team found him in the difficult terrain on the descent. On January 2007, Hillary traveled to Antarctica to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the founding of Scott Base. He flew to the station on January 18, 2007, with a delegation including the Prime Minister. While there, he called for the British government to continue the upkeep of Robert Falcon Scott's and Ernest Shackleton's huts. On April 22, 2007, while on a trip to Kathmandu, Hillary was reported to have suffered a fall. There was no comment on the nature of his illness and he did not immediately seek treatment. He was hospitalized after returning to New Zealand. To mark the occasion of the 50th anniversary of the first successful ascent of Everest, the Nepalese government conferred honorary citizenship upon Hillary at a special Golden Jubilee celebration in Kathmandu, Nepal. He was the first foreign national to receive that honor. In 1992, Hillary appeared on the updated New Zealand $5 note, thus making him the only New Zealander to appear on a banknote during his or her lifetime, in defiance of the established convention for banknotes of using only depictions of deceased individuals and current heads of state. The reserve bank governor at the time, Don Brash, had originally intended to use a deceased sportsperson on the $5 note, but no could not find a suitable candidate Instead, he broke with convention by requesting and receiving Hillary's permission, along with the assistance from Hillary to use a Mount Cook rather than Mount Everest in the backdrop. The image also features a Ferguson TE-20 tractor, like the one Hillary used to reach the South Pole on the Commonwealth Trans-Antarctic Expedition. In a 2005 a poll conducted by Reader's Digest put Hillary as New Zealand's most trusted individual, beating cyclist Sarah Ulmer and film director Peter Jackson. He kept his title in 2006 and 2007. Hillary's favored New Zealand charity was the Sir Edmund Hillary Outdoor Pursuit Center, of which he was a patron for 35 years. He was particularly keen on the work this organization did in introducing young New Zealanders to the outdoors in a very similar way to his first experience of a school trip to Mount Rapehu at the age of 16. A seven and a half foot bronze statue of Sir Ed is installed outside the Hermitage Hotel at Mount Cook Village. It was unveiled by Hillary himself in 2003. Various streets, schools, organizations around New Zealand and abroad are named after him. Two Antarctic features are named after Hillary. The Hillary Coast is a section of the coastline south of Ross Island and north of the Shackleton Coast. It is formally recognized by New Zealand the United States of America, and Russia. The Hillary Canyon, an undersea feature in the Ross Sea appears on the general bathymetric charts of the oceans, which is published by the International Hydrographic Organization. What about his personal life? Hillary married Louise Mary Rose on September 3, 1953, soon after the ascent of Everest. A shy man, he relied on his future mother-in-law to propose on his behalf. They had three children, Peter, born in 1954, Sarah, born in 1955, and Belinda, who was born in 1959 and passed away in 1975. In 1975, while en route to join Hillary in the village of Paflu, where he was helping to build a hospital, Louise and Belinda were killed in a plane crash near Kathmandu Airport shortly after takeoff. In 1989, he married June Mulgrew, the widow of his close friend Peter Mulgrew, who died having replaced Hillary, as a speaker on Air New Zealand Flight 901, a sightseeing flight to the Antarctic, which crashed into Mount Erebus in 1979. His son, Peter Hillary has also become a climber, summoning Everest in 1990. In May 2002, Peter climbed Everest as part of the 50th anniversary celebration. Jamling Tenzing Norgay, son of Tenzing, Tenzing himself had already died in 1986, was also part of the expedition. Hillary is also survived by six grandchildren. He spent most of his life, when not away on expeditions, living in a property on Rumamura Road in Auckland City where he enjoyed reading adventure and science fiction novels in his retirement. Hillary also built a batch at White's Beach, one of Auckland's west coast beaches in the former Watakere City between Aniwata and North Pia. The mayor of Watakere, Bob Harvey, and his friend, a friend of Hillary from the early 70s said that the West Coast was Sir, Edward, Sir Ed's second home. Anawata was his favorite beach, a place he called the most beautiful on the planet. Harvey said that the Bot was Hillary's place of solace, where he would go when the media attention became too much, including after his return from conquering Everest. Building the cottage at White's Beach, he told me, was one of his greatest pleasures Aside from the bach Hillary also co-owned a large piece of land in Kerikeri Valley in 1970 with fellow climber Mike Gill. The Hillary family has had a connection with the west coast of Auckland since 1925 when Hillary's father-in-law Jim Rose built a bach at Annawada. The family donated land at White's Beach that is now crossed by trampers on the Hillary Trail. Name for Edmund. That is the thing that international travel brings home to me. It's always good to be going home. This is the only place I want to live in, and this is the place I want to see out my days. That was Edmund Hillary speaking about his Auckland's West Coast. Following his ascent of Everest, he devoted much of his life to helping the Sherpa people of Nepal through the Himalayan Trust, which he founded in 1960, and led until his death in 2008. Through his efforts, many schools and hospitals were built in remote regions of the Himalayas. He was the honorary president of the American Himalaya Foundation a United States nonprofit body that helps improve the ecology and living conditions in the Himalayas. He was also the honorary president of Mountain Wilderness, an international NGO dedicated to worldwide protection of the mountains. Hillary took part in the 1975 New Zealand general election as a member of the Citizens for Rolling campaign. His involvement in the campaign was seen as a precluding his nomination as governor general, which position was instead offered to Keith Holyoke in 1977. However, in 1985, Hillary was appointed New, Zealand, New Zealand's High Commissioner to India, concurrently High Commissioner to Bangladesh and Ambassador to Nepal, and spent four and a half years based in New Delhi. As at 1975, Hillary served as Vice President for the Abortion Law Reform Association of New Zealand. The association is New Zealand's national pro-choice advocacy group, which was founded in 1971. As, as of 1978, he was a patron of Repeal, the New Zealand-wide organization that sought to repeal the restrictive contraception Sterilization and Abortion Act of 1977 the organization collected 319,000 signatures for the petition that demanded the law be overturned on January 11 2008 Hillary died of heart failure at the Auckland City Hospital at the age of 88 Hillary's death was announced by New Zealand Prime Minister Helen Clark at around 11.20 a.m. She stated that his death was a profound loss to New Zealand. His death was recognized by the lowering of flags to half-mast on all government and public buildings and Scott Base in Antarctica. Actor and adventurer Brian Blessed, who attempted to climb Everest three times, describes Sir Edmund as that kind of titan Hillary was in hospital at the time of his death, but was expected to come home that day, according to his family. After Hillary's death, the Green Party proposed a new public holiday for 20th of July, or the Monday nearest to it. Renaming mountains after Hillary was also proposed. The Mount Cook Village Hermitage Hotel, the Sir Edmund Hillary Alpine Center and Alpine Guides, proposed a renaming of Mount Oliver, the first mountain climb by Hillary. The family of Arthur Oliver, for whom the mountain is named, are against such a renaming. A state funeral was held for Hillary on January 22nd, 2008, after which his body was cremated. The first part of his funeral was on January 21st when Hillary's casket was taken into Holy Trinity Cathedral to lie in state. On February 29th, 2008, in a private ceremony, most of Hillary's ashes were scattered in Auckland's Hakura Gulf as he desired. The remainder went to Nepalese monastery near Everest. A plan to scatter them on the summit was canceled in 2010. On April 2, 2008, a service of Thanksgiving was held in his honor at St. George Chapel in Windsor Castle. It was attended by the Queen, but not by the Duke of Edinburgh, owing to a chest infection at the time, and New Zealand dignitaries, including Prime Minister Helen Clark. Sir Edmund's family and family members of Tenzing Norgay attended as well. Gurkha soldiers from Nepal, a country Sir Edmund Hillary held much affection for, stood guard outside the ceremony. On November 5th, 2008, a commemorative set of stamps was issued. There have been many calls for lasting tributes to Sir Edmund Hillary. The first major public tribute has been by way of the Summits for Ed tribute tour organized by the Sir Edmund Hillary Foundation. This tribute tour went from Bluff at the bottom of the South Island to Cape Regina at the tip of North Island, visiting 39 towns and cities along the way. In each venue, schoolchildren and members of the public were invited to join together to climb a significant hill or site in their area to show respect for Hillary. Public were also invited to bring small rocks or pebbles that had special significance to them that would be collected and included in a memorial to Hillary at the mount base of Mount Rupee in the grounds of the Sir Edmund Hillary Outdoor Pursuit Center. Any funds donated during the tour are to be used by the Foundation to sponsor young New Zealanders on outdoor courses to continue the the values that Hillary espoused. Over 8,000 members of the public attended these summit climbs between March and May 2008. On January 2008, Lukla Airport in Lukla, Nepal was renamed to Tenzing Hillary Airport in honor of Sir Edmund and Sherpa Tenzing Norgay for their efforts in the construction of the airport. On October 23, 2008, it was announced that all future England versus New Zealand rugby test matches will be played for the Hillary Shield named in honor of Sir Edmund. This shield was contested for the first time on November 29th, 2008, at Twickenham Stadium and was presented to the winning team. Your journey is now ending. the sapphire planet.